بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين We continue our discussion about Quran being a living word of God. Quran is alive. There is a hadith from Imam Baqir in Tafsir al-Ayyashi. Al-Ayyashi is one of Shia scholars and he has a tafsir which is tafsir rewa'i. Inshallah later I will explain. One method of tafsir is to interpret the Quran according to the hadith. We have different methods of tafsir. This is tafsir rewa'i. So in Shia world, we have tafsir al-Ayyashi, we have tafsir al-Nur al-Thaqalain, tafsir al-Ali ibn Ibrahim, tafsir al-Mansub al-Imam al-Hassan al-Askari. These are tafsir al-Rewa'i. Okay? In Sunni world, for example, they have Durrul al-Mansur. This is Rewa'i. Anyway, in tafsir al-Ayyashi, a person called Abdul Rahim al-Qasir or al-Qusair. Okay? قال كنت يوما من الأيام عند أبي جعفر عليه السلام. He says one day I was with Imam Baqir عليه السلام. They were very fortunate that you know you say one day I was with so and so. He said one day I was with Imam. فقال يا عبد الرحيم قلت لبيك Imam called me and I said, here I am. Then Imam said, Qawlullah, innama anta mundir wa likul qawmin had. Allah says to the Prophet that you are the mundir, you are the one who warns. And for every nation, every people is a guide. We talked about it before. إذ قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم أنا المنذر وعلي الهاد. When Rasulullah said this, so he referred to himself as منذر and أمير المؤمنين as هادي as guide. ومن الهاد اليوم. Then Imam Baghir asked this Abdul Rahim, who is Al-Had, who is the guide today? Okay? Qala fasakattu tawilan. Abdul Rahim says, I kept silent for a long time. Because he was thinking. Okay? Fasakattu tawilan. Thumma rafa'atu ra'si. Then I raised my head. Faqultu. After some silence and thinking deeply, I told Jual to Fedak Hiafikum. I said, May I be your ransom? This is something which is among you. This Hedaya is among you. Tabarathunaha Rajulun Farajul. One after the other you inherit this from 
each other. So one Imam after the other Imam, he is Al-Hadi. Till it reached you. So after Imam Ali was Imam Hassan, Imam Hussein, Imam Zain al-Abidin, and now it's you. So you are the Hadi, you are the guide today. Imam Bakr said, you are right. Now, look at this sentence. Before I read what Imam said, you should think about this point. When Rasulullah said that Ali is the Hadith guide, or when Ayah was revealed in the time of Rasulullah, which explained that, and Rasulullah also uh, had this interpretation. At that particular time of the revelation of the Quran, it was Amirul Mu'mineen. Okay? But why Imam is saying that the application of this ayah carries on and it can one day be applied to Amirul Mu'mineen, but another time can be applied to another Imam? Yeah, this is a point that we need to reflect. So now what Imam is saying explains that. This is very important. In Al-Quran, Hayyun la yamut. Quran is living and never dies. Wal ayatu hayyatun la tamut. And this ayah, this verse, إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُنْذِرُ وَلِكُلِّ قَوْمٍ هَادٍ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُنْذِرُ وَلِكُلِّ قَوْمٍ هَادٍ is also part of the Qur'an and it's alive. So Qur'an is alive and this ayah is alive. فَلَوْ كَانَتِ الْآيَةِ إِذَا نَزَلَتْ فِي الْأَغْوَامِ مَاتُوا فَمَاتَ الْقُرْآنِ if this ayah was only revealed about people who died, then it means that the Quran also died. Do you get the point? إِذَا نَزَلَتْ فِي الْأَغْوَامِ مَاتُوا If it's revealed about people who died, فَمَاتَ Quran. So Quran also has died. وَلَكِنْ but this is not the case. No. But the Quran, Quran continues with respect to the next generation as the Quran was about previous generations. Then Abdul Rahim, the narrator of this hadith, he says, Qala Abu Abdullah salam. So he was fortunate also to see Imam Sadiq salam. Innal Quran hayyun lam yamut. Quran is alive and has not died. Wa innahu yajri kama yajri laylu wa nahar. In the same way that day and night 
continue. Quran is also continuing. In the same way that sun and moon are moving. Okay? Although uh, in that time they had the idea that sun is not moving. But uh, here we say sun is moving. Moon is also moving. And the Quran continues to apply on those of us who come later as it was applicable to the, those of us who were before, earlier. So this is also a very important hadith. Another important hadith. Uh, but, uh, on the day of Kama, the sun and the moon will all be destroyed, so they won't be moving anymore. But Quran will still be alive. Yeah, now, this example is for us to understand in dunya. It's not from every aspect. Whenever we liken something, we do tashbih, we compare it from one aspect, but not necessarily from other aspects. Yeah? Yes. Another hadith. Imam Sadiq salam said, this is in Biharul Anwar, volume 23, page 79. The previous one was from which book? Al-Ayashi. This is in Biharul Anwar. Of course, uh, that is also in Biharul Anwar, but uh, Allah Majlisi quotes from Ayashi. Another hadith is from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. Lil-Qur'ane ta'wilun yajri. Lil-Qur'ane ta'wilun yajri. Ta'wil is a term which has many different meanings. Even in Qur'anic sciences, ta'wil has been used in different senses. What I think ta'wil here means, and this hadith which we just mentioned also is a good evidence for that, is where the Qur'an applies. Ta'wil comes from ala ya'ulu means to return. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us an idea, a concept, okay, then what is the case that that ayah can be applied to becomes its ta'wil. Okay? This is one meaning of ta'wil. And this is what is meant here. Lil-Qur'ane ta'wilun. Means what the Qur'an can be applied to. Okay? The cases that Qur'an can be applied to are... Yajri are coming forward. Kama yajri laylu wa nahar wa kama tajri shamsu wal qamar. So when Quran talks about something, maybe this refers to something which has happened, but it can also be applied to the things which happen in future. Okay? 
So you should not think that if an ayah of the Quran is revealed about a particular incident, that incident is the only thing for which that, that ayah was revealed. That incident was one example, one instance. But there would be more and more of similar incidents to which that ayah can be applied. You understand? So, Quran comes along with time. Generation after generation. So, if you put all these things together along with what I have quoted last week and explained, then you would realize that the Quran is alive in two senses. One sense is what is very clearly understandable from these hadiths. A second sense is what I said and so far I haven't seen this mentioned by other people but maybe they also accept this but uh, I accept the responsibility and this is why I say this is what I said so that you don't take it for granted. You can investigate. There are two aspects of Quran being alive. One is very clearly understandable and many people have said it's about this hadith that I said today that Quran can be applied to new cases, cases that can continue. And Quran is high in this sense that Quran can be applied to new cases. The other sense in which Quran being alive is possible to be uh, correct is what I said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Quran guides us and the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a fresh guidance and this guidance can be widened, can be broadened, can be expanded generation after generation. This is the second sense of being alive. But in any case, I don't think anyone can have doubt that the Quran is alive because hadiths are very clear that Hayyun la yamut and also because the Quran is something which belongs to the other world. If something belongs to that world which is full of life, then even it is represented to us in a form of a text, it is alive. Like for example, uh, please look at this uh, ex uh, example carefully. If an angel comes to us in the form of a human being, we already talked about this, Okay? So we said, this is an angel, although it has the shape of a human being. Is it clear or not? It's clear. Now I have a question for you. If an angel takes the form of a human being, would it take the form of a live human being or a dead human being? It cannot be dead human being. 
Because angel has understanding, has knowledge. An angel cannot be a dead human being. So when Quran, which is uh, close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we explained, now that has taken the form of a book, it has to be a living book, not a dead book. Do you understand? This is very important to remember. So, the idea seems to be very clear, but as I said again, Allah knows better, and uh, I hope, inshallah, what I understood was correct. Another evidence that I want to bring for this idea is what we have in our hadith about Quran being a speaking. Quran speaks. Quran is not dead or even is not silent. First of all, uh, to whom you say silent? You say the person is quiet. To a living person you say silent. To a dead person we don't say he's silent. In Mantir, you have studied Adam and Malake. Yeah, Adam and Malake are mutaqabil, they are opposite, but they are used where there is possibility. For example, we don't say to a stone that it is blind. We say this stone is blind. No. A'ma and Basir are Adam and Malake. So we don't say anything which is not Able to see is blind. No, anything which has the potential of seeing, if cannot see, we say it's blind. Anything which has potential of speaking, if it doesn't speak, we say silent. So to a dead person, we don't say he's silent. To a rock, we don't say it's silent. Okay? When it comes to the Quran, we say Quran is not silent. Rather, Quran is speaking. So even to say it's not silent means it's alive. But we say it's even speaking. Let me mention for you some hadith. Amirul Mu'minin alayhi salam in a hadith which is narrated by Shaykh Kulayni in Al-Kafi. He says, ذَلِكَ الْقُرْآنِ Like ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابِ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ You know in Arabic, ذَلِكَ is used for إِشَارَةِ إِلَى الْبَعِيدِ Yeah, ذَلِكَ, we use it when we want to point at something which is far. Because Quran has very high position, we say, Amir al Mumni said, That is the Quran. Ask the Quran to speak to you. If Quran was dead, you could not have asked Quran to speak to you. Quran can speak. 
you can have any problem and ask Quran to speak to you and give you the guidance. As far as Quran is concerned, Quran can speak and give you the answer. But why we cannot get the answer from the Quran? Uh, because we are not people to whom Quran speaks. We are not the people who are acquainted with the Quran, who are trusted by the Quran. We don't understand the Quran, so Quran doesn't speak to us. Amir al-Mu'minin said, Quran Ask the Quran to speak to you. But Quran will never speak to you. So, although Quran can speak, but Quran is not speaking to you. I inform you on behalf of the Quran. So I would be Tarjumanul Quran. I would be interpreter for the Quran. But not because Quran doesn't speak. No, because Quran speaks to me. You understand? Quran speaks to me and I will interpret it for you. In the Quran, there is knowledge of what happened in the past and what is yati means what is coming up to the day of judgment. Judgment about things that happen between you. If there are debates, conflicts, the solution, how to settle these debates, these difficulties, is in the Quran. An explanation of what you differ, what you disagree. If you ask me about this, I will teach you. Tell me to show you how the Quran gives solution for your day-to-day -day problems. So Quran is a book which can address all our contemporary needs and speaks. Maybe we don't understand, we need someone to interpret for us, but the Quran speaks. In another hadith, which is in Nahjul Balagh, Amirul Mu'minin says, Kitabullah tubsiruna bihi wa tasma'una bihi. This is the book of Allah by which you see, by which you can hear. Part of the Quran speaks on behalf of the other means the Quran speaks by itself, explains what is it meant. Part of it gives testimony about another part. Means all Quran is uh, showing you what is meant. If you can master all the cross-references. You know, there are cross-references in the Quran. Maybe one ayah in one chapter is the key for understanding ayah in another chapter. Maybe one ayah in the beginning of the Quran, another is in the middle of the Quran, another is in the end of the Quran. 
if you know how to bring these together, then they will clarify the meaning. This is tafsir al-Qur'an bil-Qur'an, which is the method that, inshallah, we talk, you know, Allah Metabatabai was a master in this method. There are also some other hadiths, maybe the last hadith. I have more hadith, but uh, maybe this is the last hadith for this part. Mu'allab ibn Khunais and Abi Abdullah alayhi salam. Mu'allab ibn Khunais is as, uh, narrating from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. Ma min amrin yakhtalifu fihi ithnan. There is no issue that two people differ, they disagree. Illa wallahu aslun fi Unless there is a principle, a foundation, a principle for that in the Quran. If, for example, a Sunni and a Shia have discussion. Or I don't know, maybe for example, two Shia, two Sunni have problem with each other. Two colleagues, husband and wife. Any disagreement between people, there is something in the Quran that is solving the problem. But intellects of people cannot reach that principle. So the answer is there. But we cannot get the answer. It's like a very clear book in another language. Yeah? If there is a book which is very clear, even if, for example, it is written for children in primary school. It's very clear. But if you don't know the language, you don't understand anything. When we read the Quran, unfortunately, we only see the surface. We don't get into the deeper layers of the Quran. We cannot understand. Sometimes, maybe some people read the Quran and say, we don't find anything relevant to our life. It's all talking about Musa, Isa, Ibrahim, Prophet Muhammad, all are old things. There is nothing about our life today. Nothing about the age of high tech and, I don't know, technology and cloning and this stuff. So some people say we don't find anything relevant here. But some people whose mind is tuned whose heart is tuned to the Qur'an, they find Qur'anic guidance for everything, not only even for big things. For everything that happens to them during the day, they find a guidance from the Qur'an that tells them what to do when you are faced with this problem. Okay? So, the same book for some people can be irrelevant, 
for some people can be very meaningful. It depends on the reception of people. You see? Uh, sometimes, you know, if you have, for example, if you have a radio which is only FM, okay? It can take few uh, stations. If it is MW, it can take maybe 100 stations. If it is SW, it can take 1,000 stations. Okay? So depending on your sensitivity, on your reception, you can receive more or less. And some people, the radio is switched off. They don't get anything. <laughs> so they think there is no a station. But there are many stations, but you are switched off. So, pardon? Yes. So, people are very different. Even for our senses, it's the same. You know, there are many types of color that we cannot see. There are many types of uh, fragrance that we cannot smell. Yeah? There are some animals that only see black and white. Okay? So if you ask them about red and green and yellow and purple, they say, we don't know anything about this. But because animals are fair, they don't deny. But we human beings, we deny. <laughs> if we don't understand something, we, we deny it, unfortunately. So the Quran is a book that gives you answer for all the problems. Maybe now we can have a little break and then inshallah we continue. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين